Brain Buster Boys are brought to you by Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. All right, hey Graham, now that we're kind of done recording here for your show, Bo's gone, um, just something I wanted to talk to you about real quick, you know, because since you have been, you know, such a great help for us and you've been in this podcasting community for a long time, mm-hmm. obviously you're aware of what's going on on our show with the Greg Goldman Hour and all this stuff, and it's just been really frustrating and, you know, Bo's been getting really angry about it. I've been trying not to, but, you know, it's just been tough and weird and like out of our control. And just wanted to see if you had any advice or feedback or thoughts on, you know, things we could be doing at this point. I think you should embrace it. I, I like Greg. I think he's really good. It's like a total different, like we, you've just been on good cop, bad cop. Like that's the perfect dynamic. You, you guys are good cop, uh, good cop and Greg's bad cop. So I think you actually kind of complement each other pretty well. So um, I know you, obviously it's a very different style to you, but I think that's what you, you got to focus on you, Brett. You got to do what you guys do well. That's, that's what we were talking about earlier. That's why people like to tune into you. You guys, what you do, people like to listen to. So focus on that and um, perhaps do something, little, perhaps a little tweak here and there, perhaps uh, get some guests in, something like that. Just, just yeah. mix it up a little bit. Yeah, something we, think- you know, we ha- haven't done that a ton, but yeah, you know, we've done a few interviews and those were always great and a lot of fun. And yeah, I, I really appreciate that. It, you know, it's just, it's uncomfortable and it's just tough because it's out of our control, but you're right. Like, you know, obviously I'm pissed off about this and at Greg and everything, but you're right. There is a certain, I don't know if I want to call it charm, but there is something to the guy that he is kind of, as Poe said, a bit of a train wreck, but it does work. So that's interesting that you like it because I kind of liked it. I definitely liked it before he had his own show. And now I'm just angry about it, like we said, but I, I appreciate that. It does, it does help to hear that from you for sure. I can see that you don't like it, that it's out of your control. That's always frustrating when things are, it's your show and you want to do yes. it your way. And yes. right now you don't have the luxury of doing that. No. I'm saying at the same time, like, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. Like I can, I like it. I don't know what everybody else thinks about it, but I think he does add something different, probably a little too much swearing for my liking. But besides that, I think yeah. it's good. But no, I think you guys, you, you just got to take control of things that you can control right now. You can't do anything about, about that hour. So there's nothing you can do. So yeah. you just got to focus on doing the things that you do best, like you always do. And if you got to mix it up a little bit, then hey, go ahead, mix it up. But people trust you. People know that whatever you decide to do, it normally turns into goals. So I oh, think that yeah. if you want to try something different, then sure, go ahead and try doing that. But you just got to focus on you guys. Okay. You can't worry about Greg. You just got to focus on being the brain buster guys and let everything else kind of take care of itself. Awesome. Well, hey, that, like I said, this really does help. And I'm glad we got to have this conversation. And yeah, uh, you know, we, uh, we press on. And like you said, keep doing what we're doing. And, you know, hopefully good things will continue to come. But uh, yeah, and thanks again for having us on Good Cop, Bad Cop. Uh, Always a blast. And uh, yeah, just appreciate everything. And I'm sure we'll be talking uh, very soon. Oh, I hope so. And thank you. Thank you for, I'm going to say, I know Bo's not here right now, but thank you for both of you. Make sure you pass that on to him. But it was a delight as it always is. And um, it was just interesting. We talked about like how you guys have developed over the nine months since you've been on. And who knows, in another nine months, you might be talking totally differently. You might have embraced Greg. Greg might be something in the history. Who knows what's going to happen? But for right now, like I say, you just got to go with what's going on. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Uh, talk to you soon. boys or welcome to the brain buster boys but we are the brain buster boys and this is episode 39 yes my name is brett jagger along with beaumont rand yeah yeah beaumont rand and if you heard good cop bad cop you heard that uh beaumont may not be spelt like you imagine it so you should just listen to that and uh, hear me talk about that there but uh yeah so but, we but, just- but yeah Oh, sorry. Go oh, ahead. Nothing. I just, yeah, oh, you know. Shit. Yeah, we just got done uh, recording with Graham of Good Cop, Bad Cop for two hours. It was wonderful. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so listen to that, of course, and support our fellow VGM brethren and uh, podcast father with uh-huh. Matt being gone this week. So we kind of doubled as uh, the guest co-host, I guess, like mm-hmm. Toxic Micah, who was also big topic of conversation and, well, uh, as he as he is wont to do just because he's just a problem constantly <laughs> and again while we're in the spirit of plugging right off the bat specifically devoid which is micah's show uh is putting out their game show this evening which we participated in a triple threat match against good cop bad cop and view from the top rope um on their game show this came via a joke twitter thing that i tweeted a while back and it happened a long time ago, I don't know, two right. or three months ago. Uh, but as those guys do, they record a lot of stuff early and they've just turned out so many shows. But I believe it debuts as we're recording this now, Saturday night, tonight. So by the time you hear it, it'll already be out. So uh, go to Specifically Devoid on YouTube and check it out because it was a barn burner. And, yep. uh, it was a good time. Yeah. We also need to talk about their shirt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 we do. Um <laughs> Well, I, I, no, number one, I'll just say I ordered it. So, you know, I approve of it being out, but uh, there is a shirt with our um, Toxic Micah logo that many of you Your design. My design. Made on the double or nothing evening. What was it? May 30th, 31st, 2021. Yep. I was there. Yep. Yep. And, and um, <laughs> no, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. You as know. long as you get your royalties from it, like whatever that may be. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm glad it's out, but uh, but yeah, oh, yeah. I better be getting royalties from it. Yeah, um, specifically from- devoid, specifically devoid of morals, <laughs> specifically devoid of designer credits. Oh yeah, very toxic Micah movie. Even though I imagine Derek put up the shirt, I could see like Derek wanting to do that, which is cool with me. But Micah, if you you need to, yeah, he needs to give me my fucking money. Yeah, but I'm glad Derek. Him. I'm glad Derek put it out. But I swear to God, Micah. Yeah, Micah, PWO for life. PWC uh, Pellegrini. <laughs> uh, but for real, though, very cool that your design is on ProWrestlingTees.com. So there's another plug. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash specifically devoid and buy the toxic Micah shirt that Bo designed. Yeah, yeah. Buy it and wear it and have random people ask you about it and then tell them about it. Yeah, you tell know, him. 
who this toxic son of a bitch is. Yep, yep, good deal. Who's apparently out of the country somewhere. <laughs> also, who the hell even knows what he's up to? It doesn't matter. Yeah, but uh, one day we'll get a shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees. How about that, Mike? Yeah, God? yeah, we will. will steal your ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we should make some merch at some point, you know? Mm-hmm. Big time. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Brain Buster Boys. Look at us. This is like Hall of Fame level of plugging we've done. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is the surge protector, you know, Ugh. plugging, you know. Well, how it's the uh, tangerine fuse box of. Oh, yeah. Forget about that. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, listen to Good Cop, Bad Cop because we get into a lot of stuff uh, from wrestling this week. Um, a lot of which we'll probably still talk about here, but uh, and and non wrestling stuff. We talk some MLB playoffs, some NFL, uh, not just various nonsense, and uh, it was a blast. And uh, thank you again to Graham of Good Cop Bad Cop for having us. So uh, with that, since we just recorded two hours with him, and we were on the call a little longer than that, and. Rampage happened late last night, and uh, I've been busy, and life happens that uh, I have no notes prepared for this show, uh, which is kind of exciting, because I feel like I always fucking overdo it anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, So I do have a recap up that I'm probably going to skim and butcher a lot of shit, but uh, hey, uh, anything else to get out before we uh, roll right into the Philadelphia edition of AEW Dynamite? Uh, other than, uh, yeah. uh I guess that kind of, yeah, I mean, be, the fact that it's in Philly alone, I guess we got to at least bring this up. Yeah. Yeah. Greg obviously doesn't like Philadelphia is expresses distastes. um, in, you know, not in person because we've only met him in person when he came to our house that one time, but you know, yeah. um, definitely has expressed it uh, to us, uh, on zoom calls Twitter. on Twitter. Yeah. So, um, obviously I'm sure there's going to be. A lot to say, and you're going to hear about it on yeah, our unfortunately, show. Unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately. Um, so, what are we? Where are we at with this right now? I mean, I guess we still nothing from Fox, nothing from Greg. Like, I think we yeah, just kind of. Yeah, I'm. That's the case. I'm going to try to get a hold of Fox. I'm going to, you know, I think, you know, like he, you know, his, his calls go straight to voicemail during the week, um, I mean, but sometimes on the weekends, like I'll get ringtones. So I think I'm going to. Uh, Call I mean, him. I, uh, I mean, I told you about my conversation with Graham that we yeah, had. Yeah, 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 yeah. this, like, uh, maybe we do just need to accept it and just kind of let it be. I mean, I know it's so fucked. And I'm still furious that we haven't gotten that damn, if you recall, Suzuki Styles match. But yeah. I'm over it. Like, what again, what can we do at this point? Like, it's, it's happening. It's here. I mean, fuck Fox Monroe. And yeah, I understand yeah. you wanting to get some closure there. Closure or, 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 or something, you know. Uh, no. Yeah. I mean, maybe I won't. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I'm not ready to like fully, fully accept this yet. But, you know, Graham made some good points. You know, clearly people like Greg and I understand that. But I'm still just fucking mystified that this is happening. And he's apparently, I don't know, climbing the charts. I'm not trying to follow it. But, I, yeah, I'm I'm just – I just don't get it. Yeah. Me neither, but I don't know. Uh, 
I don't know. Maybe I'll call him. Maybe I won't. I'll figure it out. How does the guy get Jim Cornette on his first show? Who knows? I mean, it was what would what'd you say? RSX meets Union Pacific. Pacific kaboom. Yeah. Um, That's what it was. And yeah. it fucking worked. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, I wish I, I wish I had an answer. Me too. But uh, again, all we can do is uh, press on and do what we do best and control what we control, like Graham said. And, you know, maybe we do, you know, this week we're all, we're winging it a little bit. You know, it's going to be a little bit different. Maybe we try and get a guest on next week or do another interview or I don't know. You know, let's just kind of let's just keep having fun. And, you know, we are on the road to full gear officially. You know, I'd say officially now. The, they're starting to announce the Eliminator Tournament. We'll get into all this. So let's just have some fun. Let's keep doing what we're doing. And, you know, it'll all figure itself out. Okay. It's Saturday night, and you know what that means. It's time for the Greg Goldman Hour. And live. From Studio J in Queens, New York, he's the alarm clock for the city that never sleeps. New York's favorite, Pete's Greg! Well, Ogie, it finally happened. There's a winter weather advisory in hell. Pigs are fucking flying over Rikers Island. And that fat lady is fucking performing all over Broadway this weekend. Because ladies and gentlemen, the New York motherfucking Giants have finally won a fucking game. Well, what are you laughing about? I mean, they still fucking suck. I mean, God, none of you must be real fucking Giants fans then. Well, well, you know, Greg, it, it really does feel good to get a win. No matter how small, especially after being you've been losing for, you know, such a long, long time. Well, let me tell you something I ain't been losing, Hoagie. This fucking show. How about that, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> All right. Now, before we start swirling straight down that fucking WWE toilet, we've got a, well, a special show for y'all today. And it's all because of you know what and you know who. Ladies and gentlemen, not Gandalf from Harry Potter. Of course, it's fucking all elite fucking wrestling and that dumb son of a bitch, Tony Khan. Yeah, let him hear it, ladies and gentlemen. Let him hear all the way down in fucking Florida. Tony Khan is so dumb, he took PR advice from Urban Meyer. (laughs) Anywho, so AEW decided to hold their two-year anniversary show. Two years of the company. This big fucking thing. Not in Jacksonville. Not in fucking Chicago where they started everything with All In. Not in fucking Vegas where they will double a fucking nothing every year. No. They decided to do this fucking celebration in the worst fucking city in the goddamn Western Hemisphere. You know it, folks. AEW was in fucking Philadelphia this fucking weekend. So this weekend, this week's Greg Goldman Hour is the fuck Philly show. Hey, 
Okay, well, uh, Greg, you know, maybe there's some benefits to having in Philadelphia. You know, there's a lot of people there. You know, it's pretty centrally located. You know, can't can't be all that bad, you know. Well, contraire, Hoagie, au contraire. You know what happened back in fucking 2011? Oh, oh boy. So, all right, so Hoagie and I had just moved in, right? And so I decided that I was wanting to take him out for a night in town, you know? So he told me, you know, he looked like he hadn't been to one of those in a while. And he told me that he'd never been to a fucking Devils game. New Jersey Devils. Can you believe that, ladies and gentlemen? So what I did, I had just gotten paid and the bills were fucking due next week. So the money had an expiration date. The only problem, though, the Devils, they weren't playing fucking home that week. So you know where they were fucking playing, ladies and gentlemen? That's right. They were playing those fucking flyers in goddamn Philly. Yeah. So yeah, I got me and Hoagie tickets and we fucking went over to see the Flyers and the fucking Devils. Aww. And you know what? That's the last time I'll ever go to that miserable fucking trash heap of a city. And here's why, right? So we were watching the game and the Devils get that puck on the power play. And the Flyers left defenseman just comes at him out of fucking nowhere and high sticks his ass. That ref though, that fucking blind ass ref didn't fucking see it. He doesn't call it. So, you know, I let him know because I thought he made a mistake. I said, hey, you missed the call. And, you know, just a little bit of a BS single drop from my cup fell onto the guy right in front of me. Holy shit. This guy turned around. He sat his big black mug of beer right down on the ground. You know, he was fucking wasted as shit. He just punched me in the fucking dick. Over a drop of beer. I'm telling you, Philly is fucking trash. Trash fans. Every single goddamn one of them. Yeah. Yeah, Greg, you know, that is that is one way of looking at how that story went. But uh hey. That's what happened, Hoagie. It's in the history books. It's a subject they do not teach in the Philadelphia public schools. <laughs> not like anything important ever happened in fucking Philly. Oh, outside of the Eagles winning that one fucking Super Bowl. That's right, buddy. So it can't get any fucking worse than this. Well, everyone, for something that's just as fucking bad, let's talk about AEW. Let me tell you, that show it was the most terrible miserable fucking display of wrestling i've ever seen in my goddamn life it was more piss poor than that fucking bum on the street corner it was like going into a fucking giants game expecting them to fucking win it was like going to it was like aw is just the worst fucking company i do not understand how anybody could ever want to fucking attend this show ever in my life you know fuck and well you know i went are you saying you went to the show oh well i had to I had to go see that fucking shit show for myself, Hoagie. You fucking kidding me? And holy shit. You think AEW, the worst part of it would be in the fucking ring? But holy shit, those 10,000 other fucking assholes all around me. Jesus Christ. Hey, get a load of this. So that fucking Orange Cassidy comes out with the best friends. And I'm not sure what the names are. One of them's named after like a fucking shoe attire company or some shit like that. Whatever. Anyways, they were wearing the fucking Sixes jerseys that they thought were going to get a big pop from the fucking crowd. Oh, well, uh, Greg did it. Did the crowd got them like a like like a soda pop or something? It was a it was an orange cat. It was his best friends. Yeah, yeah, I'm no. following you. Hoagie, that crowd started chanting, "Fuck Ben Simmons." Oh jeez, oh Greg, not Ben Simmons. Who's Ben? Who's Ben Simmons? Ben Simmons is a fucking guy whose jersey they were wearing. They were just tearing oh. him apart, Hoagie. Mm. You know, classic Philly right there. You know, booing your own players. What the fuck is wrong with you? That'd be like if I was trashing the fucking Giants. What a bunch of fucking trash fans, all of them. You know what? And Ben Simmons fucking sucks too. While we're at it, so Doc Rivers. Fuck that guy. Fuck Philly. 
watching. Well, uh, how's how's the rest of the show, Greg? You know, it was whatever. All right, yep. Let's talk some WWE, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I want to take a brief moment of fucking silence because we've officially witnessed the death of the fucking women's tag team division. What the fuck is going on here, right? So Monday Night Raw, it was night two of the fucking draft, right? And so they do all their draft shit. After the draft is over, the draft is officially over. Everyone's been moved. They took every single women's tag team in the women's tag team division, except for the fucking champions. And they split them up. So now there's only one fucking whole team in the goddamn division and they're the champions. That doesn't make any fucking sense, right, Hoagie? Well, I mean, it's it's probably going to be some like his uh, like a birth of a, a whole new bunch of storylines where like uh, enemies and friends are going to have to you know split ways and and join up. So so it could be it could be interesting. Or is that super? Hoagie, if this means that I'm going to have to sit through another five goddamn storylines of will they fucking coexist in goddamn tag team matches, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. You know what I mean? Okay. That is all WWE has done for fucking years. Yes, it's always just two random guys thrown together. Speaking of two random guys thrown together, why are they fucking teaming the champion and the person who wants to take his fucking belt? They have fucking Biggie and Drew McIntyre. Biggie, the champion. Drew, the guy who's not in the show and still trying to get the title for some fucking reason, right? So they're teaming up together to face Bobby Lashley and someone else. I don't even fucking remember. They're not, they're not important to the goddamn story. So fucking, right? Like, I'm not sure what's going on here because I'm not sure if Drew McIntyre is still fighting on Raw and fighting for the title or he's supposed to be on fucking SmackDown. I'm not sure what the fuck's going on and I'm not sure if they know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> yeah, Greg, uh, it sounds like, it sounds very confusing. Like that, you're talking about the ghost of Biggie Smalls has somehow come back into the ring and uh, he's now up with a Drewly Dr- uh, McIntyre. And uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. That's a very strange storyline. doesn't make all that sense. Uh, Hoagie, you got a unique lens into the business. That's why I like you in the show. So oh, thanks, let me Greg. tell you, let me tell you. Hoagie, when I say the word king of the ring, does that sound like something that's prestigious to you? Uh, uh, king? The word king? Yeah, 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 that sounds prestigious to me. Yeah, I, I think you could say that. If I say something like queen, queen's crown, does that sound prestigious to you? Queen's crown. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Greg. Yeah, absolute royalty. Yeah, there you go. So here's the fucking deal, Hoagie. They started two okay. tournaments on SmackDown this week. The fucking King of the Ring tournament and the Queen's crown tournament. The King of the Ring tournament, the matches have been great so far. We had fucking Rey Mysterio and Sami Zayn. That match was a goddamn bond burner. Those guys are extremely underrated. But the queen's crown tournament each of the fucking matches by themselves were shorter than roman reigns's fucking entrance this week on smackdown oh gee not romaine again oh gosh <laughs> all right they're going to make this tournament seem like a big fucking deal right but then when it comes time to actually have the matches for the tournament you don't want to fucking put them on the tv you make them like two minutes and you say ah people will fucking forget about them what the fuck is that don't you want to make don't you want to succeed with the people you fucking got? Yeah, I mean, yeah, the the the, the queen's the queen's crown. It's a, it sounds like the queen's crown is maybe a bit tarnished. I it think was maybe just, that's yeah. It was it was just shit, hoagie. It was just absolute fucking shit. That's another I way of saying that. Yeah. You know, it was just you know what? And, 
fucking. So, so it's, it sounds like WWE wasn't that much better than AEW. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, my God, Hoagie. It was fucking worlds better, man. I oh, mean, okay. think about it like this. If WWE was a porterhouse steak, then AEW was one of those fucking Philly cheesesteaks, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a good joke, right? Uh, but, you know, I don't think Philly cheesesteaks are actually that bad. They're shit, Hoagie. You don't oh. fucking like them. Oh, okay. All right. So, anyway. AEW on this second anniversary show, big deal, shit city. WWE's coming right off the heels of their fucking draft. I mean, who watched what? I know I did, but it doesn't matter because repeat after me, everyone. Ratings mean shit. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the ratings report. Ladies and gentlemen, we have got a man who perhaps has said the stupidest thing I've ever fucking seen on Twitter. So I got into Twitter.com the other day and Tony Khan himself, that fucking guy, Tony Khan, man, you know what he fucking said? So what do you say? if you don't know how he SmackDown and Rampage are going to be like head to head for a little bit on Friday. And Tony Khan, this guy said on Twitter, I can't wait to beat your main show on Friday for half an hour. Oh gee, great guy! It's it's not that those those are fighting words from now, uh from from Tony Khan. Yeah, now Hoagie, let me let me talk to you about something, right? So Rampage is AEW's like secondary show. It's not their biggest show. Their biggest show is Dynamite. But if you look at the ratings, Dynamite got one point oh five this week in fucking ratings, right? So that's <laughs> AEW's top show. And then you got what Tony Khan is basically referring to as WWE's second top show. And Monday Night Raw, not even their top show, still beating it in total viewership, 1.86 million this week. So in what universe is WWE's best show and AEW's second best show going to have the opposite fucking results? I don't understand. Well, it it sounds like uh, these ratings things, they're they're very important to you. So, uh, I I mean, I hope Tony Cone is, uh, you know, is wrong? I don't know. He's always wrong, everyone. That's it. Anyways, that's it for the fucking rating report. Who gives a shit? Fuck Philly. <laughs> All right, Hoagie. We have got another huge show tonight. Wonder who we got? Oh, jeez. Okay. All righty. This week, we've got Philadelphia's own Mario Picciuto. You gotta be fucking kidding me. I mean, well, well, Greg, you did make this the uh, Philadelphia show, so worse than Quanet. Uh, it's fucking it's way worse than fucking Quanet. It's the worst thing in the fucking universe. Jesus fucking Christ, this show is actually bad, but we are so fucked. AEW Dynamite October 6th. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the Lyacorus Center. Do you know how that's pronounced? Lycoris? Licorice? Yeah, the Licorice Center on the campus of Temple University. How about that? Yeah. Owl. The owls are not what they seem. Is no. that what you were going to say? <laughs> no, I was just going to uh, you know, say owl. <laughs> owl. Just to call back to our, our buddy, David Lynch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but buddy, quote unquote, you know. 
psychopath. Yeah, what a weirdo. Anywho, let's talk some AEW. Um, let's just kick it right off with the. Uh, oh, first off, I love how they did. They uh, just started in the ring. You know, we don't have to do all these entrances because you know these. They've had these issues with commercials, which we'll get into another one later. But like, boom! All eight guys are in the ring. Quick introductions, and we're off. And the. Super elite of Adam Cole Bebe, Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson. Uh, defeat Brian Danielson, Christian Cage, and the Jurassic Express in 17 minutes, 58 seconds. Incredible opener. I just wish that fucking powerbomb botch on Luchasaurus didn't happen. That yeah. was the end. Like it didn't kill the match by any means, but man, I, I rewatched it today and like they were just rolling and everything was so good and building and just so many crazy moves and Luchasaurus was going ballistic. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was definitely MVP of the match again. Uh, guy guy can just, move. Yeah. And just big again, it's no one's fault. Luchasaurus is a big guy and they kind of botched the power bomb and it just like takes it out of it for that just 20, 30 seconds. And, Again, I'm not trying to shit on anything. Like, it was an awesome match. And then Danielson got the crowd back. It hitting everyone. It hitting everyone. Yeah. Um, and the uh, the four-way BTE trigger at the end was awesome. But, like, just that touch kind of – it didn't ruin it, but just affected it slightly. But, man, right. what a great match. For real. What'd you think? Yeah, you know, I thought it was chaotic in a really good way. You know, yeah. um, when things kind of just really broke down and then everybody was just kind of in the ring, you know, that happened pretty quickly. But a lot of it was pretty fun. Everyone had a lot of moves like kind of like going out of the ring on the apron, um, yeah. like Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy. Um, and then that's where your big moment with uh, Marco Flint happened out there. Um, yeah. Where you uh, where, where, when they um, what was it? Was it Nick? Was or It was Matt, wasn't it? Yeah. So the Bucks yeah. did the Indy Taker pile driver to Christian on the outside. So he's cooked. He's done. <laughs> And then, yeah, everyone's kind of Jungle Boy and Marco and others refs are like checking him out. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like the Bucks and uh, I think Cole are just like standing there. And then uh, Matt Jackson, wham, super kicks Jungle Boy. And then Marco's like, hey, what the heck? And then, wow, one of the best super kicks I've ever seen. I mean, the impact and the sell by Marco and just the sheer disrespect. Like yeah. it was blank and like. Frankly, who doesn't like seeing Marco stunt? Yeah, yeah, I know. That was, you know, especially like for the heels doing that, you know, yeah, for sure. It was um, so awesome. Like, it's one of the best, if not the best thing Matt Jackson has ever done. Uh, not really, but it was, uh, it was <laughs> up, up there. Yeah. And then yeah. they even gave Kenny and Danielson their moment alone in the yep. ring. And that was kind of in the middle of the match, too, after we had had that. Um, um scuffle outside of the ring there yes yeah there was a lot that happened in this match like we already talked the luchasaurus like again how many times have we said it the guy has been super over really since day one but like he was out for a while but it's still just so nice in a match with this much star power mm -hmm. for him to get the reaction that he did like it was just it was electric and yeah. uh i loved adam cole you know, they did the the thing again where the Bucks or where he had him in like the camel clutch and the Bucks did the kiss thing like that's fun. But what I really loved was at the point that you referenced where everyone was kind of doing their jumping moves outside. Mm -hmm. Cole is running, stops dead middle in the ring and just goes, Adam Cole, baby, like in one of the hottest points of the match, just stops and does that. And then I think he got. Uh, like Luchasaurus, I think choke slammed him there yeah. and then like did his little moonsault. So like, I thought that was just a really fun moment. And mm -hmm. um, 
Yeah, and then towards uh, the end, Cole got the Panama Sunrise on yeah. Jungle Boy, and Daniel Bryan or Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson broke it up, but it was like Nick Jackson, like literally threw him into it. Do you remember that? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They could have done that a little better. Mm, a little All bit. The elite guys were in the ring, but um, yeah, and then there were tons of super kicks down the stretch, and then uh, yeah, the four way or three way BTE trigger for the match, and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, very, very fun stuff. And it was essentially like a four on three because Christian pretty much missed half the match. But yeah, everyone got their time to showcase. Jungle Boy was, you know, in it the longest for sure. And just and took he, was, a lot yeah, of- he was who got pinned, you know, yeah, had a lot of great moves. Like, again, everyone shined in this match and yeah. it was so much fun. And We'll uh, touch maybe a little later uh, about uh, where these feuds are kind of heading here as uh, a joker looms on his horse later in the evening. Uh Uh, Yeah, but awesome match. Um, Fucking Dave Meltzer gave it four and three quarters stars. And basically said if the botch didn't happen, it would have been five. I'm like, Hold up, which Dave is a bigger AEW mark than me. That's mm-hmm. for sure. <laughs> uh, but I was surprised to see that high of a rating. I'd probably give it four and a quarter and maybe four and a half without the the botch. But uh, just awesome, awesome stuff. And, again, these openers, whether they're singles matches, tag matches, eight-man tags, they keep crushing it with these opening matches. Yeah, 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 really high energy. It was kind of definitely a throwback to kind of whenever, at least I first started watching, and they have those real high-octane tag team matches um but no yeah this one obviously had a lot behind it with the feud um and uh yeah we'll talk about the um future of that feud here later and then there was a moxley promo just great stuff as always i remember he said something like i've got a three-month-old at home and she's insane and that got a big pop from the crowd um and yeah, just talking about ladder matches and Philadelphia, and uh, yeah, always good stuff from uh, Mr. Moxley. He looked like he was in like a server room or a breaker room or something like that. <laughs> something oh, goofy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, always in the bowels yeah. of the arena, wherever they are. Yeah, and it's time to continue the CM Punk Love Fest State of the AEW Union Tour. State of the promotion. I did. I didn't stumble upon that this time. I wrote it down. It's right here. <laughs> what do you got this week? Uh well, um, I love the Punk Fears Hook uh, signs. It was like three, three different things. Yeah, like you yeah. know, I really hope they meme that into reality. Oh um, yeah. No, no. I mean, like it, it was kind of a lot more of the same. A lot of the you still got it, a lot of stuff yeah. like that. And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, it, it, you know, served to build up his fight for um, or against Daniel Garcia. Yes. And uh, like I said, you know, um, and I know I said this on Good Cop, Bad Cop, Punk has kind of become more of a rampage guy. I'd like to see him against more of the dynamite talent and the dynamite storylines. Um, but but yeah, you know, like he's definitely getting his opportunities there. And uh they're certainly putting him on the shows, you know, yeah. whatever he's, whatever his role is, whether it's commentary, promo wrestling, like he has been a factor every week. Yeah. And I love it. And yeah, you're right. Like he's going to start getting dynamite matches at some point, but Hey, I love the Daniel Garcia match. We'll talk about it. Funny thing here. Well, cool thing. First, he gave his shoes to that orange, orange Cassidy, Cassidy kid. kid which yeah. Is yeah. Very cool thing. Um, and also when he asked, do you want me to wrestle or buy you cheesecake? 
NBA. Oh, yeah. It was cheese on cheesecake and said cheesesteak. He done goofed uh, up. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, just, you know, your standard good CM Punk stuff. But I did see something somewhere. I don't know if it was Twitter or Reddit where someone posed that this kind of gimmick story, whatever he's doing, could be setting up a heel turn where like it does run its course. And then he just turns his back on the fans. And is like, where the hell were you for the last seven years? Yeah. I don't know if it's, I don't think it's going to happen, but I think it'd be tight if they could somehow like turn him heel. It's just going to be tough to get people to boo it because yeah. he's been for so long and everyone loves him. So I don't know if that's something that could happen quickly, but uh, just an interesting thought because it was the first time I'd seen anyone even talk about that possibility in AEW. Yeah, I think like you can't have him run in place and like have these sort of mid cardish things like mid cardish to like upper, you know, where he fights like, you know, former title contender, like, like where he like maybe has a fight with like a Moxley or, or something like that. Kind of like he had the Darby and now Hobbs and Garcia, like two young guys, which mm-hmm. I really like seeing, you know, like great show. Like Garcia looked amazing. Hobbs looked really good. Like these are great opportunities for them. Yeah. But you're right. Like who's he going to be fighting at full gear? Yeah. 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 And I I think it's, you know, like that's sort of the um, um, crossroads that you're at with this. It's like, do you kind of, you know, angle him toward winning something, which like, I don't think you need him to do that. You don't need to have him get legitimacy from a title. Yeah. 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 So I think turning him Hill is definitely the more um, uh, rich option narratively. Yeah. I think, potentially at full gear could we see punk versus ricky starks now that again we'll get into it from rampage but starks beat brian cage mm-hmm. hopefully and presumably that feud is over because it got dragged out way too long man i love ricky starks like he was so good in that match and that yep. is something like i would love i'd be more excited about that than punk and darby honestly just yeah. because like so different right uh, and starks is just so it's just so good. He's it's a fucking magnet. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, fun stuff. Fun stuff. And then we get to one of your favorite parts, which we got into on Good Cop, Bad Cop. So we're gonna give you a full analysis here <laughs> in in Bo Beaumont Rand's world <laughs> of the Arn Anderson suit burning. <laughs> promo in Cody's backyard. Um, so again, you'll hear this on Good Cop, Bad Cop too, but uh, just take it away. No, it, it was a good cop moment. Um, which is weird. Be, it was your best cop my, moment. My, it was my best cop moment. And and, and it's and it really speaks because it was, it, it's in essence a series of mistakes. Yeah. Um, but uh, what happened was, I you know, I watched Dynamite on Sling and, uh, you know, I was kind of reviewing it and uh, I had uh, I always have the ca- closed captions on. And so um, through discussion with Graham, I think we kind of concluded that they're computer generated. Yeah. So this is what the computer thinks Arn Anderson is saying. Like he like in the intro, I think whatever he was on, like Mark Henry's podcast or whatever it was, um, he said something about Cody's reality show. But the stenographer thought it was reality show, <laughs> you know, which like his accent leads you to think that. Reality um, show, re- reality show, and you flew, um, or, um, you threw us away. Damn it! It was you flew us away, and just all kinds of other things. Um, do we want to go over all of them? Um, go ahead. All right. Yeah, yeah. Let me uh, let me get to it because it's in my good Yeah, yeah. Um, whatever he talked about. Um, 
Well, whenever he started burning it too, he was, I think they were trying to cut like just a bad version of the Malachi Black promo, which is really funny to hear that guy with an accent. Like, like, this is symbolic of Malachi Black, is what he did. And it said it was, this was Simbombic. <laughs> like what Graham said, like, what the hell is Simbombic? Yeah, yeah. And oh, come on, that's a very expensive suit, was oh, common. That's a very expensive assume. Like, like the rapper Common. Common, yeah. How dare so, you assume? So yeah, I, I thought uh, like Ar- Arn Anderson's uh, accent combined with that computer stenographer uh, just created some real fireworks, and, and and I loved every bit of it. Just outstanding stuff, and yeah, just again, we the point of just Arn just showing up at Cody's house in the middle of the night and, and light, yeah, lighting a trash can fire. Carpet day. Yeah, you in know. his backyard, waking him up. <laughs> just, well, it's just outstanding stuff. From well, I, I, I like like them doing weird things from because he has kind of a sense of awkwardness a little bit. Yeah. He got that accent. Yeah, but I, I, like like it's funny to see him doing the Malachi Black, like the very like gothic, you know, in character dramatic thing. Because like he just kind of sounds like such a dope doing it. Um, so I hope they continue that because that's that, that that's great. Like like we talked about how stale that feud has been. Like his yeah. performances and what they're having him do is really freshening it up. So keep yeah, it up. I mean, Arn in the last two weeks has made Cody Rhodes interesting, flat out. Well, more interesting. Let's put it that way. Like you know, at least on this, he tried to fight it, and then he ended up throwing the tie in the fire. So. Yeah. Some sort of character change is coming. You know, I don't think it's necessarily going to be a full heel turn yet. I hope we're still kind of headed that direction. I mean, it could be a slight heel pivot. Bring it back, baby. Is that episode four as well? Yeah, a lot of episode four. That hit watch a plot match. Was that also four? Yes. But let's not confuse with the plot show. One of our favorites, episode nine. Put that cigarette out. Put it out. Anywho. Yeah, good shit. Um... And yeah, we'll see where it goes, but it's definitely the most interesting stuff Cody has done in a very long time. Then we get a little video about Bobby Fish, uh, just kind of talking about his career and hitting punching bags and kicking things. And uh, yeah, uh, fine. it was fine. Bobby Fish is cool. I'm happy he's here. Um, and then, yeah, so uh, we get to the TNT championship match in which... Sammy Guevara defeats Bobby Fish in 9 minutes, 16 seconds. I thought this was just a very solid, well-worked nine-minute title match that Bobby Fish looked pretty good. I mean, he had a lot of strikes. He was in control with a lot of, for a lot of the match. And, uh, you know, we obviously knew Sammy wasn't going to lose. Um, and he had made his comeback at the end and uh, won the match. But uh, I know you probably haven't seen Bobby Fish. I can't remember no, if he was not, on NXT when we were covering them. No, but, uh, no, yeah, yeah he was. He, what um, do you think? Yeah, I thought it was an all right bitch. Um, yeah. You know, I thought um, kind of they let him sort of get his thing in. And so they were all talking a lot about his style. And they mm-hmm. mentioned Harley Race, who's a, yeah. you know, I've, I've heard of that name. And um, that's who he was trained by. And, uh, you know, I wasn't really able to kind of pin down sort of like what he did, you know, as much as they were talking about it. Yeah. Um, you know, so I kind of felt a little just kind of like it was sort of, oh, yeah, like this is a match that I know Sammy's going to win. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't really sort of get how Bobby Fish was like featured specifically in terms of his style as opposed to him. Just, you know, he obviously got the upper hand early. 
but yeah. you know, it was good to see Sammy like go out and defend the title against you know a quality opponent. And I think you know, have well, it just come out with the belt. You just look good with it. Yeah, you know, and I think you know with that, I think you know it was a success. It wasn't like a crazy big success for his first title yeah. defense, but it was a decent opponent. Yeah, um, yeah. Like I said, just solid. You know, solid, well worked match. I already fucking said that, but uh, <laughs> um, yeah. And Bobby Fish, like he's good for sure, but he's not. You know, he's not like one of these top guys by any means coming in here. So, you know, expectations shouldn't be too high, but he definitely met them for me. And uh, yeah. interesting, I guess he signed with AEW, but I remembered seeing literally like a month ago that he signed with MLW. And really? I feel like we talked about this at some point or something, maybe not on the show, but yeah. So I don't know what happened with that, but uh, and he could be working with both. Um, and he, he's so, a big yeah. tag team guy, right? Yeah, it was him and Kyle O'Reilly were tag okay. partners. And, gotcha. you know, they did a lot in New Japan and Ring of Honor. Like, the Ring of Honor was their main promotion for the longest time. And then they went to NXT and were the Undisputed Era and kind of ran the show. Yeah. Uh, but Fish was also hurt quite a bit. So, like, Roderick Strong ended up being Kyle O'Reilly's tag partner for a lot of that time. So, again, mm-hmm. I haven't really seen him a ton because of that, because I've seen a handful of the tag matches from New Japan and then whatever he was in in NXT. But, you know, right. he's not a guy that, like, moves the needle for me too much. But, again, I'm happy he's here. He's a quality wrestler. Yeah. And, yeah, a lot of kicks and kind of, you know, MMA-based stuff that he does. And, yeah, Harley Race, you know, I frankly haven't seen a ton of Harley Race. Yeah, he I know he's, yeah, like. 70s and just mm-hmm. very old school. But it certainly, did. like, he had some shit with Flair and Dusty Rhodes and saw him more. He was acted as a manager beyond that, too. But, yeah, the guy's a legend. So, uh, yeah. I didn't know he trained Bobby Fish either. So, uh, yeah, cool. And uh, then uh, we get uh, this fucking blabbermouth, Dan Lambert and uh, American Top Team. Uh, no Ethan Page because uh, he had a child. Um, oh, yeah, I heard. And it, <laughs> I saw the tweet. He said something. It's like decent tits <laughs> for his kid because he had, what do you say, the greatest tits in the game? I don't even yeah, got I gotta hope his dad or hope his kid like finds out about that tweet. I mean, it's going to be on the, I mean, I, I want to take a screenshot for it just to be able to do that. If he deletes it, yeah. like, I, would you be pissed at your dad? If, well, if, that were I, you? if I knew my dad was a wrestler and that that was something that he was like joking about on TV, I think I'd be all for it. Yeah. 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 That but yeah it is right. a strange, funny thing. And, uh, but anyway, forgot. Cause again, I'm just skimming through this and just didn't even think about it, that they came out like right after the match and yeah. kind of attacked Sammy Fuego came out, and that's when Jericho and Hager came down. Um, and then I guess that's when Lambert kind of started doing his blabbermouth and <laughs> called Philly a shit-stained town. Yeah, I guess yeah. he and Greg Goldman could agree on that. Probably. Um, and reference that AEW is going to Miami next week, which hurts Orlando. Think- Orlando, I believe, is it not? No, it's it's Miami. Oh, it was in Miami. Okay, that's yeah, awesome for Orlando. Yeah, that's where the American top team and Lambert is from. So right. that's like, you're coming to our town. Um, so they're finally, you know, we get our answer. It's not going to be Jorge Masvidal, but it's going to be Junior Dos Santos, former UFC heavyweight champion who gets in the ring with Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky against Chris Jericho, Jake Hager, and Sammy Guevara next week. So, so, so it's those three, like Fuego's not in it? 
Correct. Yeah. That's Sammy it. Jericho Hager inner circle. Um, and it's on rampage. So, um, which will be before dynamite this week. Remember? Cause yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Saturday. So I think they're doing rampage live Friday and then uh-huh. dynamite live Saturday. I'm pretty sure. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, that'll be fun. I mean, we've been talking like, where is this Dan Lambert thing going? We've got our match. We've got our MMA guy in the match and, uh, yeah, should be cool. Yeah, no, I'm, I think it, 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 I'm, you know, pretty excited for it. You know, yeah. inner circle stuff's always fun. So, uh, you know, this should be no different. And um, at some point, somebody's got to hit Dan Lambert. Yeah, yeah, which, like, this could be it. Um, yeah. Well, actually, so, um, you know, Chris Jericho had said uh, they were going to beat the living shit out of the, the top team. And then JR, I think he said this is one of his asides, too. Like, so he, and he was like, that's the worst kind of shit. <laughs> is, is, is is the one that's alive apparently but like it was like you know when jr he does those kind of asides like kind oh, of yeah. like whenever the wrestlers are talking yeah, yeah that one was pretty great you know Amazing. that's yeah that's why as much shit as he gets he's still you know he's still fun yeah he's still jr he's still a legend yeah but uh yeah oh and also just worth mentioning like because jericho you know i didn't even scroll down here to see <laughs> unprepared no but it, it was the boos were so loud on lambert that when Jericho got the mic, he's like, I couldn't hear a damn thing you said. And apparently, like, I saw people on Twitter and Reddit talking that were at the show. And they're like, yeah, you literally couldn't. And may- even remember when we were in Cincy, we couldn't hear shit, mostly just because of bad acoustics. And the yeah. crowd was still booing the shit out of him. But not like that Philly crowd, that's for sure. No. Nope. I mean, you don't call Philly a shit-stained town to Philly, Philly people. Yeah, no, they won't like that, probably. <laughs> oh yeah so fun stuff and then uh that bomb max caster and cool guy anthony bowens the acclaimed were talking on some steps about how they're uh gonna beat the lucha brothers on rampage and uh you know what guys even before i'd seen rampage we could have told you that's not gonna happen no that's not gonna and i'm definitely gonna pile on max caster here uh like his rap like like like, like it, it seemed extra lame after he'd gotten in trouble you know, oh yeah, which like I, I I actually went to the Wikipedia this week and sort of read a little bit about that and and, t- and sort of the things that Tony Khan said about it. He called the rap terrible. Yeah, and, and it was something that should have been cut and that Caster was on thin ice, so he was not happy about it at all. Oh yeah, like, the one was, that he got suspended. Yeah, for yeah, 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 yeah. The suspended rap. Um, and even Bowen's had some whiffs this time. He he referred to um. Uh, the Lucha Bros as Scooby Doo villains. Oh, you're you're jumping ahead to Rampage already, eh? Oh, did, did he say that on Rampage? That the match was on Rampage. Well, I'm this not, I'm, is, oh no, yeah, yeah. Promo. No, oh, no, no, no. In this promo, they said that. Yeah, he said that on okay. this promo. Yes, he okay. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, like he like, and which I thought was a pretty lame comparison. Oh, like Scooby Doo villains wear masks. Yeah, you know, just I like do that. that. Yeah, you know, I don't really think of masks when I think of Scooby Doo villains. So, no. so a big misfire on both their parts. Um, yes, it's expected for Caster, not expected for Bowens, and that's that. <laughs> yeah. Again, sorry, I got confused. I'm all out of sorts, baby. But having a ball. Fuck Greg. Um, Then we get uh, Tony Schiavone delivering Tony Khan's big announcement, which I thought was funny because they're like, Tony Khan's got this announcement, but Tony Schiavone is going to give it. Um, I tweeted something that I frankly thought should have gotten a little more love uh, that – his big announcement was going to be that Tony Khan was going to come out and fire Urban Meyer as head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars on live television. Oh, that would have been great. 
I mean, come on. How how is the guy? How has he not gotten fired yet? Dude, like, I bet Urban John Gruden. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, 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 I bet, like, like, couldn't have happened at a better time for Urban Meyer than John Gruden. Like, you, you've heard about that, right? Yeah, 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 all, yeah. But even still, like, how, like, more so, like, the fact that the locker room is apparently like laughing at him, and he like never had the respect from day one. It's like Tony, you're reading these reports. Fire the bastard and do it on dynamite. Yeah, or, or who's Shad? Is his dad yeah, Shad Shad Khan? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, uh, I thought it was funny. So yeah, I did. Too. I did. Too. I think that deserves to get a lot more momentum too. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, uh-huh. But the announcement, which I so I guess this, you know, I'd certainly heard stuff about this, but didn't realize it had been more or less confirmed earlier in the week that it was going to be a women's title. But I had just assumed it was going to be a trios title because, like, there's been a lot of talk on that and. Frankly, I think they could use trios titles a little more than a secondary women's title at this point. We'll get into that. But um, so I was kind of surprised and, you know, still happy. You know, wasn't upset about it by any means. And the belt looks cool. Um, Got that baby blue that I like. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, the, the interesting it's just I guess the size of the women's division, you yeah, know, like if you're exactly. going to do another title, it's going to be that maybe not a tag team. But yeah. um, but yeah. But hopefully this is a sign of, you know, further investment in the women's division, which Finding I think more people. has gotten a lot better in 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, also, just the belt itself. We'll first off get to see Tara on Techwood again, which you always got to love. Yeah. Um, and it's like it's so much bigger than the Women's World Championship. Yeah, Even yeah, yeah. The women's World Championship, which is bigger than the dinky toy one they started with. But it's like. This belt is so much better than yeah. the championship. And, like, I don't know. And also, like, yeah, Britt is the women's champ, but it's like now this is going to be a huge focus. So who's not going to be in this tournament that's going to be facing Britt next? So it just yeah. kind of, yeah. like, leaves you with some interesting booking questions of what to do here. Yeah. No, I think, like, yeah, that, that'll, like, especially with kind of – because I feel like a lot of their women's wrestlers are kind of angle either with, like, groups or stables – um, or they're angled toward the title. So kind of, you know, sort of partitioning some of them out for a different storyline. It'll be interesting what they choose to do with that. Um, clearly, I guess we'll talk about the two biggest candidates when we get into Rampage. Yeah, um, and I saw Ar- Aubrey Edwards apparently said to someone on Instagram that the finals of this TBS championship tournament will be January 5th. So it's clearly not going to be something they're rushing into, and they're going to have the Eliminator tournament for the men's world title happening here in the next month. So maybe they get through that and then do this. So um, I imagine we'll probably see brackets sooner rather than later. And, you know, you they've already kind of – they did the promos on Dynamite with, you know, Thunder Rosa and Jade and, you know, others, Sky Blue and yeah. whatever else. I'm going to win the tournament, but like I said, who's not going to be in this tournament or who's going after Brits? Yeah, I know. Like, I feel like they almost are going to have like, if like at least half, if not more of the women's division, like going for this. So like, you know, who are they going to save for Brit? And that's the interesting part, especially when it comes to Thunder Rosa. Yeah, for sure. And Jade, which I think are kind of the top candidates for her right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, we shall see. Uh, but yeah, it's still good, still good stuff. I'm happy they have this title for sure. And again, hopefully, it kind of reignites the women's division, which I think has been pretty good. 
Man, um, and and hold out. You can hold out hope that the CNN title will be the trios one. Or the true TV title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there was a sit down with uh, Darby and Jim Ross. Very serious tones here. Coming off uh, MJF's promo the week prior where he mentioned uh, when Darby's uncle passed away in a drunk driving accident, which kind of turned him straight edge and, you know, whatever else. So Darby kind of talked in, you know, JR asked him why he painted his face. And um, Darby basically, I think he said, like, after that accident that he feels like 50 percent of him is dead inside. So that's why he does it. He faced death that day, but he's still here. Um, and, you know, basically starts talking about MJF and that, you know, everyone thought expected him to punch him, but he's not going to let Max Max win that mm. easy. Nope. Um, called him Max multiple times. Yeah. And I like how Derby's kind of handled like this whole thing. It hasn't just been like pure rage or, you know, like, yeah. and that's why I think Derby's interesting. That's why I like him. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I'm really excited to see this match because really, you know, uh, like this is gonna, it's gonna be as big of a crapshoot as any. Like for who, because I feel like they're both the same level. Yes. Um, you know, I think both of them are potential title contenders after you know, yes. um, you know, after you know, we've said Hangman's gonna be the next you know AEW champion. You know, these both would be good foes. MJF would be a bit more fitting since he's a heel. But um, you know, like I definitely, th- I'm definitely interested to see the outcome of this. I think MJF needs the win a little more. He's been you know, in these big pay-per-view matches more often than not, he's been losing. Um, so again, we've got a little over a month from now until then, but uh, yeah, ex- it's going to be an exciting build. And like we've said last week, just such a fresh match between two of the pillars of AEW and yes. uh, yeah, can't wait. And uh, a little more from uh, Max and the gang uh, later on. And uh, I'm sure yeah. next week, and then Darby defeats Nick Camarado in four minutes. And we saw what about one minute of this, two minutes, because they went to a commercial and then they got back and the match was over. Yeah, no, it, like, and this match wasn't really anything to be being with. I think Camarado's a big idiot, you know. <laughs> so, you know, uh, well, you see that and you see QT Marshall. I'm just like, oh, God, you know, here comes a big, embarrassing loss. Um, so, uh, Camarada, so, yeah. who was in the bullshit match. Yeah, he was in the, yeah, definitely was in the bullshit match. And yeah, you know, I kind of didn't really think too much of it. You know, it was Darby against Big Guy. Yeah. Um, you know, so like, honestly, if they're going to slap a commercial during the middle of a match, it's this one. But, you know, like we're we said on wrong. Good Cop, yeah, like, like we said on Good Cop, Bad Cop, it's, it's an unforced sacrifice yeah, uh, of, of match been, time. It's like, it's four minutes. Can't you show us the whole damn thing? I know, right? And, uh, you know, I'll have another complaint about commercials and whatnot later because, you know, we've talked about it plenty. I think it's just something that they need to do better and it shouldn't be that hard to do better. But I'm not a TV producer. So, uh, hey, yeah, yeah, nothing to say about the match. Mm -hmm. Um, But I guess after the match, yeah, your boy, QT Marshall, which I guess is the first time we've seen him since your match of the year against Paul White. (laughs) Right. (laughs) <laughs> oh man, it's the yeah, stupidest fuck. thing. It was just the fuck, best because the young bucks and Lucha Bros. Well, Paul White versus QT match of the year. Well, well, remember, like, like the funniest part was like we forgot about. It. We were like, oh, you know, like you know, because the Kenny match was the main event, right? Yeah, and this was in between that, that and, and Punk Darby. Yeah, right? yeah, and we were like, oh, we're going straight from that to main event. We were like, no. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh yeah, first time we've seen QT and he gets smoked by Sting. So uh yeah. well he hit him with the diamond cutter and then Sting no sold it and then hit him with the scor- low blow and then the scorpion death drop. So yeah. uh that was yeah. fun. Yeah, it was fun. Um, and then we had the Dark Order and Anna J. Um I don't remember what they said. Did you have notes here? I mean, it was no. just classic fun Dark Order stuff. Anna Jay still kind of acting as like the, I don't want to say the mother figure, but like, hey guys, let's let's be together. And I, yeah, they kind of agreed to like make decisions together. And, uh, you know, they're finally kind I know like Evil Uno was apologetic and whatever else. And there was probably some funny stuff in it, but. Uh, like the uniter, know, you know. Yeah, and obviously with what happens in the main event here, I'm sure the Dark Order, again, will become uh, a little more interesting. You know, not that they haven't, but they were such a focal point when Hangman was kind of rising up. And then they had this kind of breakup and whatnot, and then they come back together in Rochester. So, uh, yeah, excited to see more of them. Yep, good timing. Yep. And then we had uh, our boy, Dante Martin, in the ring for a promo, which we've hardly seen. And, uh, you know, I think we were texting at the point like, yeah, he sounds pretty good. And like, who's he going to fight next? And then, boom, lights go out and Malachi Black is there. So uh, thank God he's uh, away from Cody and Arn finally. And Brock and Lee Johnson and all those clowns in the Nightmare family. And uh, this is uh, going to be pretty fun. I think it's next week. So Yeah, uh, yeah, it's going to be pretty sweet. I'm looking forward yeah. to that. Like, you know, Black should probably win again. But like in a situation like this, how tight would it be if Dante Martin like got the upset win? And you could kind of turn that into a story itself and then make Malachi like murder him in the next match. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, that. Yeah, that could be good. Like, I think that would be more interesting than just Malachi winning in 10 minutes like yeah. he's going to. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Outside of Daniels or Danielson's tie, um, yeah. really a lot of these new guys have not lost yet. So, exactly. you know, it could be about time for that. Yeah. So I would love to see that. You know, I don't think it's going to happen. I'm sure it's going to be an awesome match. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about this on Good Cop, Bad Cop a little bit. But for the brief moment that Dante was talking, he sounded great. Like, he had some nice charisma. And, you know, we've all praised his wrestling ability because we've seen it so much. And we I remember him and Darius did like a team promo when they were wearing like the UCLA Bruin shirt. Uh-huh. Uh, and like it's like, yeah, it sound all right, but haven't heard him enough. But just encouraging to hear that he already sounds pretty comfortable on the mic and uh, just looking forward to hearing more, hearing and seeing more of him. Yeah, man. Uh, the, like it really excited he's getting this big shot. Yeah, he's um and then we had my boy our boy absolute ricky stalks um again just continuing to drag this damn feud out uh but finally cage shows up for the first time in god knows how long uh after starks challenged him to a philly street fight um and cage uh kind of cleared the ring of them and uh yeah they had the match on rampage and uh it's pretty good neato <laughs> yeah this is another one like like we say can we get these two apart from each other let's yeah. get some fresh feuds yeah it's about time that they you know kind of begin to move on especially cage like he's you know got the ability to do so much other different shit yeah like get him away like now that he's away from you know team taz like let's keep him away like go do something different um yeah 
And then, yeah, that's then we got the promos about the TBS tournament that we already talked about. Um, and then, holy shit, holy shit, I can't believe it, but Hikaru Shida is back on Dynamite after what feels like a year, but it was since Double or Nothing. Um, man, she's awesome and looked great. Going for her 50th win against Serena Deeb and unfortunately did not get it as Serena Deeb tapped out Hikaru Shida in 10 minutes, 15 seconds. Uh, I thought this was great. This was a bit of a minor upset. Like I definitely thought Shida was going to win. But this is like real heel Serena Deeb, which we hadn't really seen a ton of. She's shown tendencies in some of her matches, uh, but man, she was, uh, she attacked her after the match. Did, I did, she took like the, the plaque or whatever and maybe yeah. hit her with it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I thought this was great. What'd you think? Yeah, no, I was really surprised at the result too. Like, especially they bring out the plaque and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I think this, this show kind of needed that surprise because, yes. um, you know, like, like if there's one criticism of their booking, it's like the matches, you know, are fairly predictable. There haven't been yeah. like too many crazy upsets. Just like we were just saying with Dante and Malachi. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, 100%. yeah, yeah. There have there hasn't been too many too many, too much of that. So, uh, so yeah, it was at least good to see that. You know, albeit on a you know not super high stakes thing outside of her getting her fiftieth win. You know, it wasn't for a title or anything. But you know, I'm I'm glad it happened. You know, it took a match that was you know your it was it's the popcorn match, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I or, guess it was. in terms of placement, it was the match right before the main event, correct? Yes. It okay. Was. Yeah. So, 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 so for that spot on the card, um, you know, to have that, you know, I think they, you know, at least had the upset in a good position in a match that didn't really have that high of stakes. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And just, you know, one, like I said, great to see Sheeta. She looked awesome. First time we've seen her on Dynamite with this new look, you know, new gear, new hair. Uh, you know, she got in her classic, you know, just great strikes, nice kicks, hit the Falcon Arrow. Uh, but Serena Deeb, you know, she was just on the on the legs the whole time, um, you know, just working at working at Dragon Screw, you know, submission hold. You know, she's uh, she's just really damn good at wrestling. And, you know, similar to Daniel Garcia, we'll talk about later, just very technically sound and probably the best women's technical wrestler out there today, I would say. Um, yeah. And yeah, she ended up tapping her out. You know, she remember she was like driving her leg into the mat, like right before she put on that submission hold too. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, loved it. And also, I texted you about this, but loved that she's got that move called the deep tox. The deep tox. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like that. And um, you know, I mean, Serena Deeb was in that big match from Thunder Rosa from way back when. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So you know, nice to see her kind of in like a, a you know perform at that level. Yeah, and she had Riho on the pre-show of Double or Nothing, which was also a really good match. Yeah. Um, you know, she as she's, I think she's still contracted to NWA, but you know, anytime she's around, she always puts on good matches. So uh, and clearly, they've now turned her heel. Yeah. Uh, and my guess and hope is that Sheeta wants to beat Serena for her 50th win. Like now that she lost, hopefully she's going to come back and like, I want to beat you. Like, I don't want some win on dark or elevation. Like I need to beat you. Yeah. So now yeah. the question is if they go that route, do they push it to full gear or do they have it here in the next few weeks? But that's yeah. what I would like to see. Yeah, me too. Yes. 
And then Darby Allen with Alex Marvez. Um, basically saying that uh, MJF wants a match with him next week on Dynamite and that Darby accepted. And I'm like, what the hell? And then I'm like, something's got to be afoot here. And then, of course, the limo pulls up and someone gets out and hammers Darby with a chair and then three masked guys. I, I have no idea who this could be. Yeah. Uh, toss him into the guardrail. And that was a big bump. Like he hit that thing hard. Yeah, he did. Um, man, like he, he got smoked and then, yeah, MJF ended up getting out, um, and choked him with the skateboard. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, add a little fuel to this fire. Well, you remember the part where he grabbed the microphone from Marbez and he said, Hey, yo, uh, you know, Darby, uh, my words may come out kind of slow out of this mask. And, you know, um, we rode up here in a limo and, uh, you know, and MJ. I do remember that. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, was, that was probably the best part of the show. It was verbatim. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, love it. This just uh, gives a little more heat to this. Um, and then your boy, Leo Rush. <laughs> Dante Martin saying uh, he's an undervalued commodity. and Business uh, language, business language, money, he's money. have his people call street. Dante. Yeah, hit my people. Yeah, whatever. I'm not really on board with Leo Rush. I mean, I kind of geeked at the thing last week, but, you know, nothing against the guy, and I think he's a fine wrestler when I've seen him. But, again, it's like this is not someone – like AEW didn't need to sign him, and it's he's not someone I'm excited to see at all. So excite me. You know, at least hopefully he's has some good matches and whatever. Again, I'm not going to sit here and shit on him because I don't even until now didn't even dislike the guy. And I still don't really. But like this promo and then the one he cut on Rampage, like he's just not the best talker either. Nope. Um, And yeah, he's kind of just like a weird guy. Like he retired and then all of a sudden came back like a month later and he's 26. Like he just seems, I don't know, like a loon. Dumb. Anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, uh, hey, uh, then Britt Baker with Rebel and Jamie Hayter and Tony Schiavone just basically said, uh, I'll watch all the other women fight in their little tournament and I'll be watching from the top. So something's gonna, someone's gonna have to challenge her. Yeah, yeah, she can't, she can't, she can't just sit there the whole time and not have a title. So I don't know what's gonna happen here. Is it? Like, I don't think it's going to be, like, another new person like Ruby unless they go back to Ruby and her. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I, we'll talk a little bit more about it once we get into Rampage. But uh, let's get to the main event. Cool. In which the Joker, Hangman, Adam Page defeats Andre El Idolo, John Moxley, Lance Archer, Matt Hardy, and Orange Cassidy Impact in 17 minutes, 10 seconds to become the number one contender for the AEW World Championship. He's back, baby! Yeah, that's that's what this was pretty much all about. 
You know, you kind of knew it was coming. And the, a lot of these other people had, had title shots. You're not going to get Mox again. You're not going to get Pack again. You're not going to get Orange Cassidy again. You know, so this is what this was all about. Um, you know, and like on Good Cop, Bad Cop with Graham, he had sort of said that it, the predictability of it, like knowing that this was probably going to happen and then it happened and you knew he was going to win, you know, took the fun out of it. You know, um, I'll kind of. Ret- yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I disagree, too, um, because I thought like, you know, this is like it was less of like a big story buildup and big story buildup. And he comes out at like a very opportune time in like some sort of a promo or some sort of a, a narrative thing, particularly with the elite. But, you know, this was kind of just a good organic way to sort of slot him back in. This was not the front door way of bringing him back, but it was the back door. And I think, uh, you know, I, I at least prefer that over, you know, something that's a bit more like dramatic. Yeah. And one thing, you know, what else Graham said is like, he didn't, you know, he went away and then he's all of a sudden like hot shotted back into the main event, but it's like, Hey, we already spent two months building this story to get him to that point to challenge Kenny. And then the rug got pulled out from well, he lost the match and the rug got pulled out and he went away. So it's like, that was already established and everyone yeah. already wanted to see it. Mm-hmm. And then we take a little detour and we get CM Punk and Brian Danielson and Adam Cole, and it's been wonderful but I mean, we talked about it every week. He was gone. Essentially, it's like let's not forget about Hangman. Mm-hmm. It's still yeah. got to be him. He's still got to be the guy. And man, I, you know, touched on it a little bit during Good Cop, Bad Cop. I'll get a little more just personal with this. Like I had tears in my eyes both when he came out and when he won. Just like I haven't been this connected and attached to someone maybe ever i don't know but like daniel said brian daniel uh, daniel bryan what the fuck in wwe 2013-14 cm punk in 2011 when naito beat okada at the dome a couple years ago when kenny finally beat okada like those are my moments where it's like everything else away like i want you to win i'm emotionally invested i'm probably gonna cry mm-hmm. But man, like I was getting anxious and nervous because like, unlike Graham, I was not 100% convinced it was going to happen. I thought it was, but like you have Buddy Matthews tweeting Joker stuff all week. So like there's that, but I'm like, who, it can't be anyone else but him or Hangman. But like really when Moxley came out and that clock is ticking, like I'm sitting on my couch and I'm like anxious and nervous because I wanted mm-hmm. to be him so bad, but I'm not sure. Yeah. We talked about this off air, but I loved so much that they did not make you wait a second. When that yeah, clock and- hit zero, you hear, dun, 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 yeah, and yeah. Just, yeah, the fucking pop. Yeah. And man, he just looked so good. The look on his face, the gear. Mm-hmm. It was just amazing, and uh, it was just right there, yeah. uh, Like, I am just fully marked. I'm hooked. I'm so excited about all of it. You know, we've talked a ton about, don't want him to win till Revolution next year. Well, fuck that. I want him to win right now. And, uh, yeah, man, I just can't wait for, assuming, you know, this is going to happen at full gear, which I can't imagine it not. And, again, if he does lose, then – we're heartbroken and it's going to still happen, but like, he's got to win. He's got to win now. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It was amazing. And I had just so many weird feelings and emotions going on during and after that match. Uh, yeah. Um, so I guess let, let, let's bring this up too. Cause we, you talked about it during the first match too. Like, so what happens to the Jurassic express Danielson yeah. Christian storyline? Like, is that just going to 
completely disappear um, or is hangman going to kind of insert himself into that? You know, that is, uh, that's, I think what I'm interested to see in the next couple. Yeah, of weeks. And also you have hangman dark order too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I, and I would be, have a hard time believing that he wouldn't, that the dark order wouldn't like be with him. Yeah. And I don't that. think they're going to crisscross all that, but they could because the dark order was already feuding with the elite, but you're right. It's like, where do, I guess Christian Jungle Boy Daniel Bryan. God, I keep fucking that. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so I think. I mean, honestly, the smart money is like. I, I think. I think the most obvious, easiest answer is just to kind of, you know, with Danielson sort of at the lead, just start some other feud, maybe with another yeah. member of the elite. Like you know, so it's not like a complete clean break, and it's weird, you know. Um, like, you know, I could see, like, like what if we had, like, a Danielson, like, Cole fight, you know? Awesome. That could be, yeah, we yeah. talked about that when they both came in because they kind of, they were together. They came mm-hmm. in on the same night, and I think Danielson attacked Cole that night. So, yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense uh, for sure. So, um, and, yeah, what, you know, what are the Bucks going to be doing now that they don't have the title? I mean, maybe they just have another match with Jurassic Express, even yeah. though – or, saw that recently or one with the dark order i, I like them as kenny's yeah. goons you know yeah but i mean maybe the good brothers can play that part still who knows you know so yeah but you're mm-hmm. right it's really the question here is i think danielson because mm-hmm. like christian christian is the impact champ and he's still doing that and he already had his you know main event program here and he was great and you know time to move on like he can kind of do whatever at this mm-hmm. point Jurassic Express, similarly, like they're not super locked into all this, but like Danielson, like this is why he showed up, you know, he showed up and went for Kenny and got his match and got the draw. So, yes, he technically doesn't have a right to a rematch yet. So that's that story enough that this can kind of be pushed to the side. But you're absolutely right. It's like it's been all him and the elite since he walked in. So what else, you know, how do you start something new or I think Adam Cole would be perfect. I think that's mm-hmm. yeah. a great, great idea. So you're right. It's going to be interesting and fascinating. And of course, not everyone can be on full gear, you know, so some of these people might not be, but you've got to think Danielson, Punk, Cole, since they're all still new um, and Danielson and Cole haven't had a match on a pay-per-view yet. So mm-hmm. that that's what I want to see. You know, yeah. I think it's like we said, we talked about it initially. I kind of had forgotten about it over the past few weeks. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, intriguing all around. Um, but yeah, just uh, excited for Hangman. Loved that entrance. I think I've watched it like 20 times just because it was on Instagram. Like when you <sighs> share a story, it'll play like the first 10 seconds of a video. Yep. And I shared it on my story and our story at Brainbuster Boys. And you just hear the oh, I just watched it so many times. And it's, it's tight. So fucking tight. But let's talk about the match a little bit because I thought this was awesome. And you know, it was essentially before Hangman came in, it was three different feuds. Like you have Andrade and Pac who are feuding, Moxley and Archer are feuding, Matt Hardy and Orange Cassidy are feuding. So like there was all these storylines kind of going on. Right. Um and just big moves like Andrade got like right in leaped from the ropes to the ladder and power bomb did the power bomb flipping power bomb to pack off the ladder, like immediately. Like, yeah. Oh shit. Um, you know, we had towards the end, Matt Hardy giving orange, the leg drop through the table outside. Of course we had hangman giving pack the dead eye off the top of the ladder, which 
I mentioned on Good Cop was done very safely. Like Hangman really took the brunt of that through the table, but like yeah. that move looked so fucking good. Um, and just Moxley, like first off, he wrestled in the vest, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, and like the fact that you got he, Hangman went after him first, which we've not seen. I don't know if we've seen much, if any, interaction between the two of them, maybe back in like 2019. But that could be a future potential world. Oh, title. yeah. Yeah. And like Moxley like was booed, which is crazy. That's what I'm, yeah. Like he got booed because at the end when Hangman was climbing the ladder, he hit him with the chair and he'd already tried to defy him a couple times. Um, I think. Was it Archer who put uh member uh, Andrade took that huge bump? He got like thrown outside off the ladder and like, yeah. bounced off. Like yeah. there was just a lot of crazy shit in this match. And I loved it. I, and again, I had to rewatch it because like the last five, seven minutes of the match, I feel like I was having an out-of-body experience. Mm-hmm. But not real, but it's just like my attention was just like, all right, he's got to win. Now that he's here, he's got to win. Just like so much excitement. And I just needed that rewatch. So like, damn, this was a pretty damn good ladder match. And maybe the best one AEW's done. Cause in the past, like I haven't loved some of these casino ladder matches. And I right. thought, I think this was the third, but I think it was, and they had the face of the revolution with Scorpio sky one, you know, it just wasn't that good, but yeah. I thought this was awesome. I agree. You loved it. Good. I knew that guest would work. It appeased him and gave us those fireworks we want. Greg Goldman couldn't keep himself from arguing with a brick wall. Oh, and this week's guest. You and everyone on God's fucking green earth is gonna love it even more. Well, of course, Greg's not gonna love it, but that's the point. Oh, that? Yeah, he'll sign it. I'll get him to. Listen, it's just taken more time than I thought. I just had to make 100% sure that this was gonna be the one. No, 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 no. Shouldn't be a problem at all. No, no more delays in the future. I promise, I'll get it done. Oh, shit. I gotta take this. It's the other guys. I can't keep avoiding them. I'll call you back. Beaumont! Uh, oh, shit, oh, uh, uh, hey, Fox. How's it going? Uh, honestly, not great. Oh, sorry to hear that. Sure. Uh, so, uh, hey, uh, you know, I've just been trying to get a hold of you lately, and, uh... Oh, yeah. Sorry, listen. I've been having to jet around a lot scouting, and I've spent a lot of time up in the air, so... Well, um, so, okay, um... Sorry, I had, I had felt like we had to do this, but because I couldn't get a hold of you, uh, I emailed Last Tycoon's A and R, uh, and oh, and just got what I assume was an automated response that they weren't taking any more clients. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, I mean, Last Tycoon's the one that moves the goods. I'm just the messenger. Okay. Listen, man, I, I don't want to waste any more of your time or my time. But what is the deal with this Greg Goldman hour shit? Okay. We'll just jump right into it then. I think you know what the deal is. No, I don't. That's why I've been calling you. (laughs) So, I'll be honest with you. I'm a betting man, and I took a bet on you. 
and it wasn't looking like it was going to pan out for me or Last Tycoon. So I went with a sure bet. <laughs> okay, really. You're really saying that Greg, of all people, is the sure bet? Yeah. You clearly underestimate Greg. You've underestimated him the whole time you've known him. People like Greg, he's got the fire. That punch to him. Like a wrecking ball tearing down a building. What the fuck ever, Fox? You literally told me Greg was a chaotic element that didn't need to be in the show and then went and abandoned us and did the exact opposite. Beaumont, I didn't abandon you. You abandoned me. You abandoned me when you were so arrogant and clumsy. You couldn't wait until the mics were off to talk shit about Greg. And honestly, Bo, I think you're calling me today because you can't look in the mirror and tell yourself that you fucked up, that you lost to Greg Goldman. I haven't fucking lost to Greg Goldman. Oh, you'll see. After this week's episode, you'll be looking up at Greg in many, many categories. And of course, there's this metric. Greg is signed with Last Tycoon, and you're not. No. No, no. We're, we're better than this. I, I'm better than this. No. We're one of the best, if not the best, to work in this industry. And I have almost 40 fucking episodes that prove that. You know what? This is this is the exact same shit as WWE. We've been made to look shitty, and we've been dragged down to their level by a slimy little two-tumming fuck like you, running around and wanting a slice of our success. Fuck that. And fuck this. Go fuck yourself, Fox. I swear to God, I am not going to be beaten by Greg Goldman. <laughs> oh, my. You don't get it. Let me reframe it for you. You're a literary guy. I've heard you talk about it. You know that poem, Ozymandias, King of Kings? Look upon my works, ye mighty, and despair. Nothing beside remains. Take care, man. This is Rampage, baby. On Friday night, October 8th, also from the Licorice Arena on the Owls Are Not What They Seem campus, uh, John Cheney. Uh, <laughs> and we yeah. kick it off with CM Punk defeating Daniel Garcia with the lovely 2.0. In 14 minutes and five seconds, one Longer match than I anticipated with uh, a four-match card on Rampage, which is the first time it's happened on the one-hour edition. But this match was fucking tight. Uh, you know, it's not a five-star classic, but, like, I like this a lot better than the CM Punk-Will Hobbs match. Probably pretty equally to the Darby match. I mean, I think that I like the Darby match a little more, mm -hmm. but, you know, I expected this to be good, but it still exceeded my expectations. Um Garcia, like I, I texted you, like not a ton of personality, but that motherfucker can wrestle. Oh, for sure. Really good. Um, and yeah, what'd you think of this? Yeah, you know, it was surprisingly a really good match. Um, you know, I thought like, you know, this had sort of all the markings of something like just really quick, just sort of build up punk win. But it was not, you know, Daniel yeah. Garcia definitely got a lot in and worked Punk's legs. Like Punk's legs oh, were pretty yeah. much out the entire match. Yeah. So, you know, like he seemed to have a really good strategy going in. 
And he hit him with that sharpshooter towards the end of the match, too, that was vicious. Like, the way he sat back on it, you know, was something you just don't really see guys slap it on. Like, like that was a lot like how Bret Hart would do it. Right. Uh, yeah, just the little things about this kid, man. And, like, mentioned this on Good Cop as well, but uh, both Punk and Alex Shelley, who wrestled him on the indies, I can't remember what show it was this week, both put him over huge. Like, Alex Shelley, you don't know him, but – was in Impact for a long time, did some stuff in New Japan, just a great wrestler, said that like it was a privilege for him to share the ring with Daniel Garcia. Punk said that he's light years ahead of where he should be at 23 years old. And, uh, yeah, you know, he's been on doing stuff on New Japan Strong in America. Yeah. Like, and he's been everywhere on the indies. And he's wrestled Suzuki last night. And he's wrestling Davey Richards, I think, tonight. And just, right. the guy's everywhere. He's a stud. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Punk looked really good in this match, too. Uh, you know, a lot of back-and-forth stuff. Uh, yeah, like you said, it was Garcia working the leg. Remember, he hit him with that chop block at one point, too. Like, he yeah. was just doing everything. Um, but Punk kept coming back and coming back. <clears throat> um, and, yeah, eventually – and he didn't hit him with the GTS. He uh, he got the – he hit him like a series and, and, of – anaconda thing right is yeah yeah so he it. hammered with like a series of various clotheslines like a couple like twisters and one off the top rope yeah. and then that huge pile driver at the end which was awesome um and yeah the anaconda vice which we haven't seen yet in aew but you know it's a movie you definitely would win matches with in wwe and uh in a match like this that was so submission based uh I love that that's how punk ended things here. Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Like, it, like definitely like whenever he kind of just started getting momentum again, you know, yeah. it was cool. And stuff. Punk did a great job selling the leg the whole time too. I thought, uh, yeah, yeah just great stuff. And uh, you know, I like, you know, we talked about it earlier, but like punk really, you know, he's winning these matches, but he's really putting these young guys over both yeah. in the ring and out of the ring, which is great. Like that's what someone in his position should be doing, but right. Who's he going to face at full gear? You know, we mm -hmm. talked about Starks, but like, I think we need a real meaningful, fuel, fuel, yeah, meaningful feud with him. And hopefully it's coming soon. Yeah. Fuel, fuel. So, um, and then we have again, your boy, Leo Rush with Matt Seidel and Dante Martin. But I did love that Seidel called Leo Rush a junk bond salesman. Yeah. Which was great. Um, and I don't know, Leo Rush talking about real and value and whatever. and uh, Goofy stuff. And, yeah. So uh, he said that uh, Matt Seidel can face CM Punk next week to show off his value. So, you know, that'll, that should be another good match. But again, on Rampage for you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it is interesting that they've gone super heavy Rampage on him um you know he did debut on rampage but um yeah he's gonna get dynamite matches soon enough and uh this should be i'm guessing these guys probably crossed paths when they were in wwe uh matt seidel was evan born i'm guessing they had some matches but it should be a, a fun one you know i can't say i'd uh, i'd like to maybe see punk against again more fresher opponents and not a former wwe guy but i think it'll be a good match so yeah i agree and now we have that scrub Max Caster and that tough guy Anthony Bowen <laughs> coming out. And uh, they do their Philly rap, 
uh, which I'm sure Greg Goldman loved. Uh, they took a shot at Ben Simmons and the place booed Ben Simmons, which I thought was funny. Yeah. Uh, Rocky Balboa nonsense. And, yeah. Yeah. It was pretty tame overall. Yeah. 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 Um, and then the, uh, the Lucha Bros defeated those bums, the acclaimed in five minutes, 16 seconds. And, you know, for a five minute match, this was fun. It was good. There was a lot of action and uh, flippy kick, a lot of kicks and flippies. And uh, yeah. Lucha Bros were always going to win. Yeah, for sure. You know, it was like, I don't know, it was a pretty all right match for that. You know, they did take care of the Acclaim. You know, the Acclaim got some, you know, decent stuff in. But, you know, it was kind of what you thought it would be. Yeah, and, I, you know, again, with the, the one-hour rampage with four matches, first time we've seen it, first match goes 14 minutes. Like, this was a good, you know, use of a five-minute match. I thought it was very enjoyable for what it was. So, uh, yeah, cool. Yep. And uh, then um, they did a little video about the TBS title. And then uh, your favorite, Jade Cargill, with my boy, Smart Mark Sterling, defeats Sky Blue. Just like trying to cut a promo about being a credible challenger, and she squashes out in one minute and two seconds. Yeah, which you kind of figured was going to happen. No, but that's all that was. And it was just kind of, you know, I just. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, we talked about it on Good Cop, Bad Cop, but do you want to talk some sheer shit about Jade here? Yeah. Like, you know, I feel like she's going to win that TBS championship and I'm already annoyed about it. Um, <laughs> you know, because I feel like Thunder Rose is going to be, you know, have much better use because she has history with Brit. You know, that's good. That's good. You know, ultimately, I feel like that's where she's going to end up. So I think, you know, the TBS title probably will not be with her when she goes for that. So I well, think that, that's kind of my logic here. And yeah. Yeah. Well, and let's mention that Thunder Rosa came out here with the steel chair after last week on Rampage when Jade ham- I was put in air quotes, hammered Thunder Rosa with the chair because they were pretty weak shots. Yeah. Um, so, again, I'm guessing there will be a match here. Will it be in this TBS tournament? We don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'll wait to see the brackets to kind of make some picks on that. But Jade has to be a favorite for sure. And, you know, this could be a way to keep her away from Brit, too. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm not a, quite as down on her as you, but I'm certainly not super high on her. Like she came out of the gate up here with the Shaq match and was awesome. And it's just kind of been slowly downhill from there. It's the same stuff. Part of it is she hasn't been featured in a lot of big matches. Part of it is I don't think she's shown a significant improvement in the ring yet, but again, she's not bad and she's got the look and the presence and she's got that and she can still learn everything else. But, you know, they put her on TV when she was still pretty raw and pretty green. And, you know, she's working through it. And I guess what better way to work through it than actually on television? Yeah. So, you know, I definitely expect and want big things from her down the road. And, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. And, uh, yeah, it just would be nice to see a little more competitive matches with her, yeah, which I, you know, there hasn't been a ton of. Right. I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Um, oh yeah. And then, uh, I forgot we didn't even mention, uh, the Mark Henry interview before the first match. Yeah. 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 It was the last match. The time for talk is enough or what? Like just over or whatever. It's come stupid. on, man. Get a new line. And 
again, we don't need to get into it, but at least let's bring up his comments on busted open radio about calling, you know, these kids in the business soft and weak and talking about bullying and all this bullshit, like not a good look, man. And not something you want to be saying when you just got hired by a new company and you're supposed to be working with their young people and helping train them. Um, yeah, it was him and Bully Ray of the Dudley Boys. And uh, yeah, not great. And we'll see how if AEW responds in any way and if they suspend him or, you know, I don't think they're going to fire him. And you know, I don't think that's necessarily a fireable offense, but it's like you should be better than that. What, like if that's what you think, you shouldn't be saying it on a podcast that a lot of people listen to and that right. you're clearly going to hear. So, yeah, whatever. And get better at your job at interviewing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like we can laugh at it, and it is funny, but like, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Um, but we got our main event in which uh, we have the FTW title, Philadelphia Street Fight, and absolute Ricky Stalks defeats Brian Cage in 10 minutes, 40 seconds. Uh, I thought this was a lot of fun, and I thought Ricky Starks looked awesome in virtually every way. It's the selling, you know, just the the urgency he had, some of the facial expressions like towards the end when Cage kicked out of, it might have been the spear or something, but the guy's got star written all over him. You know, he had that neck injury and was out for a while, and I feel like we've only seen him in like a handful of matches, and this was one that they dragged it out for so long that I really wasn't even that excited about it anymore, but it delivered. And uh, hopefully it's the end of the feud and let's see both guys go in different directions and give me more Ricky Starks on TV. Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely like, I don't know, like this definitely had the the sense of finality, you know, you had all of team Taz coming out, interfering, you know, um, and like, obviously he cage loses again. Like, you know, I know it was a Philly street fight, but it wasn't entirely clean. You know, when it just comes to wrestling in general. Hook with the low blow. They Hobbs, I think, broke up a cover at one point late, too. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, like, I think, like, pretty much it's not like, you know, I think he needs to kind of move on, you know, booking wise. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like, it was still a great match, though. Like, Ricky Starks is a lot of fun. You know, the two different styles, but they wrestled together really well, I think. And the pool cue, I loved when he got yeah. the pool cue and, like, actually hit him like a, he'd hit a pool ball. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. But there were a lot of trash can stuff. And they had that, like, lead pipe that obviously was oh, yeah, they picked up, almost yeah. nothing. Because towards the end, it was after Starks got upset when uh, Cage kicked out. That Starks was like throwing a fit, like a tantrum, which was great. And he like grabbed the pipe and like hit, hit Cage with it like at least twice before he sold it. And then the third one he sold. I just it geeked me out. Oh, yeah, like, he hit him like right on his ass, too. Like a yeah. weird spot to hit him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it was awesome. Um, yeah. but uh yeah, he hit him with the Rochambeau slam and he kind of got him up over his head and slammed down. Yeah. Uh, yeah, fun match. Starks, I, I even on I did uh, rewatch at least the end of this earlier, and I couldn't, I still couldn't even tell on the rewatch how he got busted open. Whether it was from his head hitting that chair in the corner, uh-huh. or Cage hammered him with a clothesline after. Like I was looking when his head hit the chair, and even when he came up, which is probably when he would have done the blade job anyway. Looked like he wasn't bleeding yet, so it might have been that lariat where because K- Cage hammered him, but uh, yeah. a little blood always uh, goes a long way and helps. And uh, Ricky Starks is uh, might as well call him Ricky Star. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's on his way. Hopefully, yeah. to a, to a punk match at Full Gear. I think that's her yes. hope. So please, please, please. And no, 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 we're getting punk. We're getting punk hook at Full Gear. Fucking write it down. Yeah, yeah that cannot wait. Gears hook, damn it. Yeah, like like that, like like that's the most I'll ever be excited for a squash match. It's gonna be the best. <laughs> and they what? totally should. They, they they totally should. Maybe not Full Gear. But like, yeah, yeah. They have I to. don't think they'll actually do. But if they end up running with Punk Starks, like maybe they do that in the lead up. I mean, we've yeah. got a month. So, yeah. But yeah, that's what I want to see. Punk versus Ricky Starks. I th- you know, you don't have to have the FDW title on the line. It doesn't really mean much anyway. But if you want to, fine. And if you want to give Punk that belt and have him defend it, fine. I'm all for it. But uh, yeah, I, you know. I think I'll be kind of disappointed if this doesn't happen now. I've worked myself up into some excitement here. Yeah. But yeah, then it's like where, like we said, Danielson. What, is that going to be Danielson Cole? I think that makes a lot of sense. So uh, we've got some questions here while we're on the road to full gear. I just can't think of anything else better to say. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun uh, month. And uh, yeah, you got anything else? Yeah, man, I'm, I'm really kind of looking forward to seeing how this card's going to materialize because it's not really yeah. there yet. So Yeah, and th- this is kind of how these, you know, this was for uh, All Out as well. It's like we're a month away, but we still don't really know much of how this is going to shake out, which is, I think, more good than bad. But it's like, all right, let's get your shit together here. But I think it'll be coming soon. And, uh, yeah, sure. I think, again, this is going to – should. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm fired up. And uh... – joyous moments we've seen in the company or it doesn't and then it becomes even more joyous but uh yeah man i'm fired up and uh all right ladies and gentlemen we are back fuck philly jesus christ you know hoagie this feels just like the fucking 2011 devil's flyers game I'm just trying to do my thing, you know? One little drop of BS spills, and what do you know? Punched right in the fucking dick. Shit, think about that. You know, now that I think about it, I don't even know if it was fucking me who spilled that beer. Hoagie, you were drunk as fuck that night. You probably fucking knocked into me while I was going to the fucking bathroom. Uh, You know, yeah, Greg, I guess that's possible. You know, you seem to really remember it very well uh yeah uh, uh, remind me again do you do you know uh, what the score of that game was since you remember it so well i don't fucking remember anything hopefully that fucking philly fan gave me a concussion when he beat me over the head with that massive metal fucking goblet i got brain damage from that shit god knows why he had that in the fucking stands probably a drunk like all fucking philly fans so now i guess it's good as time as ever to fucking welcome someone who's probably a drunk trash fan who likes cheese whiz on their fucking sandwich ladies and gentlemen please welcome philadelphia's own fucking mario pachuto hey uh greg thanks for having me on uh what's up hoagie how you doing man oh uh hey mario uh i'm i'm, I'm doing quite well mr pachuto all right sure so, what happened. Uh, all right mario first question why is Philly the worst fucking city in the Western Hemisphere? Uh, well, Greg, uh, Philly's actually a pretty nice city to live in. I moved here about uh, five years ago and realized Philly's extremely underrated. 
it's pretty affordable, you know, like being centrally located, everything on the East Coast. You got the shores, the mountains, New York, D.C. are all a short drive from Philly. People, you know, might have a rough exterior, but when given the chance, they're really friendly and take care of each other out here, you know? No, no, no. It's it's trash. It's, it's complete, not a fucking trash. All right, next question. Who sucks the worst? The Eagles, the Phillies, the Flyers, or the fucking Sixes? Well, uh, actually, I'm originally from uh, Cincinnati, so I got to show some love for the Reds and the Bengals. Oh, well, it figures you're from fucking Cincinnati. That city's like a fucking shitty person pipeline. No wonder you went to fucking Philly. It's the same fucking thing. But I was here when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, and it was wild in the streets, man. People were climbing shit and partying for days. It was wild. And, uh, you know, I'll I'll follow the Flyers and Sixers, but... uh, it seems like they get real unlucky when the playoffs pick up every year for some reason. Hmm. Wrong. The correct answer is all of them. Next question. How would you rank the Rocky movies from worst to best? Uh, well, obviously, the first one is the best. It's like, you know, a real nostalgic nod to Philly landmarks and personifies the city's like gritty blue collar underdog with guts, you know. Uh, I actually worked on a job in Kensington and they had a uh, film mixed gym was on the corner of the block where we were working under the L and people would show up and take pictures out front of the now vacant, like grimy building. So it's cool. People will still seek out the old sets of the movie and stuff. But uh, the rest of the films, I, I don't think are very good uh, except Rocky four for the entertainment factor uh, with Rocky, you know, beating up on Russian communism in a hilarious like eighties fashion. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Mario. I think, I think, I think, me and you uh, are, are starting to agree a little bit here. You know, the first one is like, it's like, it's like an Oscar, you know, nominated, maybe even one uh, a film. It's just a wonderful film, but it's it, it's just a fun series overall, and especially Rocky Four. They kind of they ham it up a little bit, but uh, it's 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 a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, Hokey, Actually, you're also wrong. <laughs> Jesus Christ, people from Philly are fucking stupid as shit. The answer to that is all of them, then none of them. All right. Next fucking question. Why do the weathermen in Philly always fucking say that it's always sunny in Philadelphia? Are you serious? Greg, uh, excuse me, Greg. uh, I think that's, I don't think they say that. I think that's just the name of a TV show. We're three for three because you're fucking wrong again. It's because they're fucking dumb. You (laughs) failed the quiz. It's over. You're done. It was three questions, dude. Yeah. And you must be used to that in fucking Philly, right? All right. So did you watch the fucking AEW show? Yeah. Uh, it looked like a good time, you know. Uh, big Orange Cassidy fan. So it was great to see him in the ladder match. Uh, I'm also a huge fan of The Butcher. You know, he plays guitar at Riff Wizard and my favorite band, Every Time I Die. Yeah, yeah. They were a really good band. Hell yeah. Hoagie, they're fucking tight, right? Yeah, you know. I want to die every time I fucking hear that band. They're probably from fucking Philly too, right? Uh, no, actually, they're, they're from the state that you're from, which is uh, New York. So, uh... okay, whatever. All right. Next question. Okay, how fucking dumb is it that you put fucking cheese whiz on the most famous fucking sandwich from your place? Hey, yeah. I mean, I thought it was maybe a little weird until I tried it. And yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Greg, it's actually it's actually quite good. And it's, you know, not typical, like from the can, like like 
a lot of places they make it like in houses, like their own sauce, and you know they call it cheese whisk, but it, it, it's it's really good. I fucking disagree with you. Complete trash. Complete fucking trash. Seriously, Greg, have you ever tried it? Oh, oh, I've tried it. All right. Oh yeah. Or where from? Oh, that doesn't fucking matter. Yo, Hoagie, I don't, I don't think he's ever tried it. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, Greg, uh, he does like to uh say a lot of things that maybe are true or not true, but I guess uh, you know, there's no way of proving if he has or if he hasn't. Yeah. See, Hoagie's fucking right. Shut the fuck up. You can't prove shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You sure can't, right, Hoagie? Well, you know. Maybe I, I I don't know. I'm trying to defend Craig. Maybe, maybe if he's kept all his receipts, you know, which I understand the impulse or uh, uh, whatever. You're just being a fucking sensitive snowflake little piece of fucking trash fan, Mario. All it takes to set you Philly fucking fans off. And as I know all too fucking well, it's just a little bit of fucking spilt beer. Greg, you vomited on his kid. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess it was mostly beer. But you just unloaded on this little child. I mean, he was drenched. It was like a fire hose, the sound and the smell of which I, you know, seared into my memory. And yeah, you know, he did beat you over the head a little bit, but it wasn't a goblet that he was drinking out of. It was his father's urn. Do you remember that? Because as you was shouting and screaming and burping all throughout the game, antagonizing this family, he just and saying my father just died and going to Flyers games was his absolute favorite pastime and if you would please kind sir just let us enjoy this game with our pap pap in peace and then you vomited on his kid you did what Greg no hoagie like I fucking said earlier you were drunk as fuck that night so I didn't throw up on fucking anyone right it was just a little bit of a beer and it's a stupid fucking low life fucking trash from Philly Jesus Christ Hoagies, you need to stop being such a fucking dumb. You know what, Greg? Fuck you. I've tried to be nice. You're a fucking dick, dude. Always just starting shit for no fucking reason other than you're a fucking asshole. I mean, come on, guys. Let's maybe just, uh... You're saying fuck me, Mario? Fuck you, Mario. You're fucking trash. Just like everyone else from that fucking shithole city of shit brothers Philly right there. Fucking trash. T-R-A-C-H. Go read a fucking book or something, you fucking idiot. Get him out of here. Fuck you, Greg. Hoagie, why do you even hang around with this asshole? Fuck off, Mario. Hey, that was a great fucking show tonight. We're going to get <laughs> this dickhead Philly out of here real quick. What's that? Oh, all right, sure. Well, hey, everyone, hold the fuck up. Please welcome the producer of the Greg Goldman Hour, Fox Monroe. How about Greg, everyone? You know it, bonafide star in the making. So, uh, what's up, Fox? Hey, wait a minute. What the fuck is up with that thing? Got some big news, Greg. Big news from the folks at Last Tycoon, and I wanted to share it with our great audience around the world. We just received our ratings and feedback from the guys in attendance last week, and, well, let me express it this way. Our ratings. Your ratings, Greg. We're so through the fucking roof and all the demo fucking graphics that the Greg Goldman Hour is now part of Last Tycoon Productions' Prestige Collective. Hey, all right, Hoagie, look at that. Yeah, uh, sounds nice, Greg, but uh, what exactly does that mean? Oh, Hoagie, 
it means that the Greg Goldman Hour is now Last Tycoon's most funded and promoted podcast. It means that Greg's face is going to be plastered on more than just ads. His voice is going to grace more than just commercials. It means the Greg Goldman Hour is going to be at the top of every list, not just top wrestling podcasts. It means that the Greg Goldman Hour is going to be in Los Angeles for the Oakland Wrestling Podcast Awards. And if all those things mean anything, Hoagie, it means that the Greg Goldman Hour is going to be taking home Best Podcast. Yes. Yes. All night long, baby. 